apparently the condo, they got a new condo. It's a lot nicer than the old one. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I was talking to a couple of the local guys. What's your favorite condo? I am, uh, I tweaked my neck the other night, the other day, surfing. Really? You got a good reason. Surfing. Uh, I have, uh, nine, well, probably 87 muscle relaxers and 80, uh, painkillers and whatever you want. I don't know. My fucking doctor went to town. (laughs) Like he's never prescribed me a thing. I've been going to him for 13 years and I'm walking out. I'm like, doc, what are you doing? Are you making up for lost time here? Why (laughs) getting paid by the pill? I know. Seriously. Somebody's got to make their mortgage. So I'm a little dragon. Gary, expect you to pick up the slack. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yes, I'm Lee. Nice to be here. <laughs> yes. Not as medicated as you, more caffeinated than medicated. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's what I should do. I should have made yeah. some coffee. It's good. We've had uh, Lee's, we've had uh, trips with Lee being medicated. It's not <laughs> right. This is, you're getting the good Lee today. Right. <laughs> Although that Lee is fun. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Just let's go here. Let's go here. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody, to uh, the Road Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. How are you tonight? Coming to you from the Mar Vista Studios, uh, four minutes ahead of schedule. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, already. Uh, on a lovely Southern California night. A little, a little cold, rainy. Is it cold, full yet? moon, I think. Right. Full moon, close Moon-ish. to a full moon. Yeah, fullish. Oh, full-ish. I did. I came down the PCH tonight, and I saw it's a, it's a full moon. Yeah, really All nice right. night. Well, it starts raining tomorrow, though. I think. Not, uh, not good. We won't see the All full right. moon. Enough anymore. of the weather podcast. <laughs> we now. With Dallas rain. We got a high pressure system moving in. <laughs> <laughs> how is Dallas? My legs are getting up. I can how is Fritz Coleman rain. was at the Ventura Comedy Festival with me? Oh, he was? Yes. Local he did a set. Local Southern California. Uh, uh, Long time weatherman. weatherman, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, funny. Not bad, the Fritz. Yeah, yeah. Fritz a good Coleman's set. very funny. Very funny. Uh, joining us. Uh, I get angry when I see him. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. Why? I'm like. <laughs> Goddamn weatherman's getting more stage time. Than yeah, <laughs> he's like an ice house favorite. He's a nice guy, but it's just—I don't know. I, I'm bitter, I guess. <laughs> it There's a lot me. of weathermen who make. And, me then, angry and then not only it wouldn't be bad if you just saw him, but then I have to see him every night on TV too. And I'm like, <laughs> well, not only that, you know that he's been on Channel Four for years. You know he's got this great high-paying gig. I mean, how does the weather change in LA? I mean, it's not like you're living in Chicago where <laughs> right. he, he does have to do work. I mean, yeah. he's—it always fascinates me it's here. It's really especially, nice, especially in LA. Like they're not meteorologists like they are in other cities. Like they're just right. good looking guys yeah. that know how to read the teleprompter. Or hot we, girls now. Yeah. Well, that's we, it. I, I respect any weather man that keeps a job in Southern California because right. every other one has hot, large breasted weather women now. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so, so Fritz and, and I Bougie thought those were the Doppler Dallas radars Rams. right there. <laughs> <laughs> like she's got great Doppler radars. I was I was I was watching the the weather on a station over the weekend in Reno and the guy had a uh, sport jacket on that clearly didn't fit him. I mean it was just like oversized the the sleeves were going over his arms and you could just tell that that guy was a real meteorologist yeah. just cuz he didn't care about his <laughs> right. appearance. He could have cared yeah, less. He was just, he was hired for his He was town. hired yeah. because he knew yeah. about the weather not because he had a certain look to him which is Funny. Uh, I'm going Channel Nine Weather Girl. She's the hottest. Uh, the CBS girl. Whoever's on after the Mentalist, girl hot. Because <laughs> that's always comes up on our TiVo, and, and I try and not be really overt about like, oh. But my wife's like, mm. so yeah. I, I, I will say there's one guy, and Steve and I have talked about this that does not fit into the LA news at all, and it's the sports oh, guy the for sports Channel guy. Two, Jim Hill. Jim Hill. Right. Does not. Awful. Yeah, that, that awful. mustache needs a groom, and he just, he definitely doesn't fit in. He's been there forever, though. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. Why, he, it's like legacy. This is L.A. I mean, like, you, you got to be able to have, how many L.A. sports stars are there? Right. right. How many good-looking 
people who can talk. I mean, it's like watching a high school. <laughs> like if they set up the high school yeah. TV, it's like, and then he ran for a touchdown. <laughs> and now let's get, it's really bad. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, get some introductions here. All right. Uh, All before right. we continue this weather stories podcast. <laughs> Uh, sitting to my right, an old friend of mine I met probably about four or five years ago, yeah. I would say roughly, down one of the Irvine or Brea improvs. Uh, I've been trying to get him on. Thanks for coming all the way up from the Orange County, Lee Levine. Oh, nice to be here. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, with Robert Schimmel years ago. Yes, yes. We used to work with Was that your last gig? Yes, that was, <laughs> that was my last gig. <laughs> Count first time under the bus. Mark there the we time. go. Hey, Three minutes after go. the start of the podcast. <laughs> my back hurts from carrying this podcast. <laughs> you know what I predict? Your back the buses run pretty regularly around here. So <laughs> prepare. <laughs> uh, sitting next to him, uh, very funny. Making his second appearance. Number two. Number two. Good to be back. Uh, you've seen him on on the Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, is new movie uh dying to do letterman if you're listening to this on the monday it comes out comes out tomorrow december 4th december 4th yeah it comes out you can check it out on demand and itunes and amazon and uh netflix Netflix soon after soon after it's not the same day i thought it was the same day for a while but uh a little after and then lee and i come out december the 5th yes (laughs) just out of the closet closet. yeah Yeah, exactly totally separate issue (laughs) um whole nother podcast <laughs> Steve was on Steve Maison ladies and gentlemen first of all uh, Steve was on earlier this year and uh, I invited him back when he got a distribution for his uh, yeah movie thanks and, thanks for having me let me uh, promote it and yeah, uh, yeah. in fact Lee and our other guests we haven't got to yet are both uh, both in the movie they're very integral to the uh, to the movie and the whole project dying to Lou Letterman so it's nice to be on with them and, I'll do uh, the intro yeah. Steve oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right you've seen the movie now guys so take it over you, you know all this. <laughs> I recognize this because we're all skinny in the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are right. guys in the movie. Exactly. Bus number two is killed. <laughs> I have, I have seen the movie and it's great. Uh, Lee was kind enough to, uh, not Lee, Steve, right? Yes. Painkillers kicking in. Memorable exactly. movie, obviously. <laughs> and then Murray, I obviously emailed you my list of credits. So if you could just start going over those right now. <laughs> yeah. Just That'd give me your name again. <laughs> <laughs> Mention the gig that I have on next March at the coffee place downtown. <laughs> uh, another, uh, like I mentioned, who was featured uh, predominantly in the Dying to Do Letterman and apparently lives five minutes from uh, Very my, close. House, my house. Uh, someone who we think we've met before. We think we've met each other before. Sure we have. You do look familiar now that I see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Cannon uh, hmm. joins us on the show. Am I saying that right? Cannon? Yeah. <laughs> the second N is silent, but oh, yes, that's great. Hey, no. <laughs> I don't know if that was That is French correct. Or not. Um, but uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. I'm really excited to have you on. Yeah, here. thanks for having us. Um, and uh, Steve is wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. So, ooh, and Empire Strikes Back. So I'm very stoked. Let me ask you guys something about this sweatshirt. I was very in limbo about buying this. And for those of you who are are listening, when did you leave the girls department? It's like, it's like a Nike sweatshirt with a, like a camouflage hood. And I, I said to my girlfriend, I said, does this make me uh, try to appear too young? Like, do I look like one of those guys that, you know, is 42, but trying to be 21. Like if I had a pair of Vans on and you're trying to play that role a little (laughs) bit, like I feel like, are are you describing me? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like this wasn't I, I remember we were gonna wear this. I was gonna wear this a couple days ago when I saw you guys and I said to Michelle, I was like, they're gonna ridicule the shit out of me if I come in wearing these and a pair of like sketcher shoes. I'm gonna feel like an <laughs> asshole. Which I am right now, but but it, so I just I didn't know if that made me 
feel yeah, I, like first of all you're talking to a guy who owns way too many hoodies for his age right which is me and i wear vans all the time so, yeah, okay so, so good. i think you yeah. look good you're probably Lee asking the wrong looks terrible group. Yeah, people. i got yeah. nothing going on so yeah. it is it's crazy because i uh, you guys know this because we all do stand up but but a couple of uh weeks ago i had to wear a tie to an event that I was doing, oh, and I, honest to God, didn't know where my tie was. Yeah, like, no, I was digging I through the garage. Like, I'm like, how do I not know where a tie is? It right. just seemed crazy. It's, so It's funny you mentioned that. We talked about this a few episodes ago. I had to do a corporate where I had to wear a jacket and or a tie. Mm-hmm. And I never wear I have one suit. Yeah. And I never wear a jacket or a tie. So I wore it the night before at another gig just to get used to it. To get, yeah. And I feel. hated it and I had to go buy something. Yeah, it feels I could, weird. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking move in it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Cool. And it was like a skinny black tie and a black jacket. It's I looked like I was in like a do. ska band. He <laughs> <laughs> was playing trombone. One step beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Who booked you for that corporate? <laughs> Uh, and do they need more people? <laughs> <laughs> Funny business entertainment. <laughs> Just don't tell them I sent you because I fucking I ate a dick that night. <laughs> the, those corporates are hard. I mean, they really can be a lot of work and and not uh, a lot of good feedback. You know how they, you, there's that saying about uh, 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 prostitutes: you don't pay a prostitute for sex, you pay her to leave afterwards. Yeah. I think the corporate thing is that's the money's great in corporates. They're they're paying you to eat it, like yeah. you know what I mean, to, 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 to eat it gracefully. Yeah. If it if it goes wrong. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they're set up. I mean, if a, a corporate is done right, I mean, they'll have sound system, stage, lighting, all that stuff. But nine times out of ten, they're just not set up that way. They just don't. Or they're going to do it during dinner. Okay, we're going to be eating dinner, and then you'll come out, and we'll have our backs to you. But you just do your little thing, and then we'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my favorite moment was uh, an event earlier this year in Las Vegas. And I went into the corporate gig. It was at a, a the Four Seasons Hotel in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the woman came up to me, and she said, hey, I just want you to be aware most everybody in there is drunk, but <laughs> just do the best you can and do your act to those that are listening. It's like, are you, and then, yeah. and then I did it. And then they pulled me off stage after about three minutes, supposed to do about 15 or 20, pulled me off stage. She said, don't worry about it. Everything's good. It was our fault. Obviously everybody's drunk. Nobody's paying attention. So I was like, great. No problem. The next day she wrote me up the worst review oh, on gig masters. Yeah. Just miserable. So literally she threw me under the bus 12 hours later. Wow. Despite what is, the fact that she admitted to me that her sure. co-workers what is, were drunk. What is Gigmasters? For those of listening. Gigmasters is like a, a kind of a booking website. Yeah, kind of thing. One of the, one of these places you could put all your stuff and then, you know, as people are searching for comedians or whatever, you know. You can find like anything any, on Gigmasters. Gig so yeah. basically it's a Craigslist for comedians. Kind of. Well, yeah, comics, not just comics. It's a potpourri of everything. Uh, uh, yeah, bands. Yeah. Balloon yeah, artists. Yeah, balloon Ooh, artists. Yeah. Scary um, balloon artists. A lot of people don't know that about <laughs> it. So maybe that was a problem. They found yeah. me under balloon artists. <laughs> and I didn't bring balloons. You're the worst balloon artist ever. <laughs> right. He's shaped like a balloon. <laughs> well, that's about the only. Well, it is weird because, yeah, they have a list of everything and it goes across the country. So, you know, wherever you're living, you could find somebody. But Steve and I tend to believe that a lot of those gigs that they send you, these gig requests are fake because, yeah, you like, know, we, we get these things and it just, it's so weird. You have to pay to be on there. A right. Uh, okay. And then uh, so we think a lot of the requests that come in are like BS, like they, they sound good and then you, you respond to them and then nothing ever happens or if you send them an email or something it, it all gets very shady after sure. right that so so sense. let's say you were looking for somebody you would send out a bid request to like 10 comics and then 
like like for example, you could say on your request, looking for somebody that has a movie called Dying to Do Letterman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Steve would respond, that's me. And they'd be like, we just found somebody else. <laughs> just got someone. I already booked it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems, and a lot of requests seem to come in like right before your renewal. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. So, so it, and the email is like a Hotmail account that you're responding back to, not even a business account. So it's like, oh, this seems kind of a sketchy, a little yeah. bit sketchy, so. Uh, before uh, I wanted to bring up a, a, something that happened, we I was at a club, working the club this weekend. And I'm not going to say which club it is. Show off. <laughs> I thought just the fact that you were working was <laughs> showing off. But and at I, a club, no less. <laughs> <laughs> With food? <laughs> no, and no food. On a weekend? No food. Just, just no food. Just popcorn and nachos. So oh, uh, dur- during the during the <laughs> during, the, during the quiet moments, you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> this was roosters. <laughs> no, the rooster here. <laughs> Every twenty seconds, ding, ding. The microwave's going on. Um, I was stoked to see that uh, Steve Mason was coming up to go guest spot, and I was like, "That's right, right. that's yeah. awesome." And he brought Lee, which was great. Um, but, uh, so you came up for the second show, first show Saturday night. I was supposed to be there. I was trying to get a tape for a, a, a TV set, and right. so I wanted to do both shows. And uh, as most comedy clubs are eight and ten. On the ride, <laughs> it got. I, I looked at the clock and it was ten after seven or something. And I said to Leah, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, you know what? I didn't look, but I think it's seven and nine at this <laughs> oh, place. Most of the most seven and nine. Most, yeah, 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 they are. In I fact, guess, I yeah, called sure. him. I'm like, "Oh, what time should I be there so that we can, you know, carpool?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's eight and ten. Don't even worry about it." Like, yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so he shows up. Uh, I know he shows up a little late. Yeah, and he sh- and uh, I. First of all, this happened to me. I don't know how much you guys experienced it. But uh, they always throw like two guest spots up, which is fine with me. Yeah. And uh, during the first guest spot, the waitress has a seizure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just right in front of right me. Right in front of, front of, of me yeah. and uh, 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 Colin Moulton. Right? Yeah. It was his name, Colin Moulton. And yeah. we're talking, and, and all of a sudden, Colin's like, "Ma'am, are, are you all right? Are you all right?" And we kind of look out the green room, and she's just eyes rolling in the back of her head, frothing at the mouth, goes down and goes down hard. Wow. Oh. And so, like, we put her in the back of the green room and. Uh, nobody was really uh, the club was really upset it was like, it seemed, really? like, it seemed like a real inconvenience to everybody at the club I don't know if you guys got that vibe no, well or, we walked up Lee and I walked up and we could an see ambulance. the stretcher oh, and everything. Got the, oh you guys got there that late so yeah we were like what the hell's going oh, okay. on and then yeah you said it happened right in front of you yeah it yeah freaky oh it was freaky and, you and, pulled her into the green room well we kind of chewed oh, right in the hallway like, she, we she's unconscious to... she's frothing at the mouth now so I'm in time one of the managers was, was like can you move her I need to grab the vacuum yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much it was pretty much either that or a table for two step over this <laughs> move in but the whole thing was like I don't know man it was just a weird a weird thing and and like we called 911 and then the doorman canceled the 911 call he's like ah, this happened before I'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> really does that happen seizure Sally seizure Sally she doesn't want to cover the second show <laughs> And then the other owner is like watching her, like really sees, 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 sees. And I'm like, are you, do you sure you don't want to call 911? Yeah. 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 Go ahead and call him. Wow. (laughs) She's like, like, I gave her my, 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 my uh, hoodie for her head and she threw up on it. So I had to wash that when I got home. Sure. Not to make it about me. (laughs) But but it's a good hoodie. You would appreciate (laughs) it. I I love good hoodies. Yeah. It's got a little camo on it. <laughs> so she obviously wasn't hot, or else you'd be like, "I'll never wash this hoodie." Yeah, exactly. Right. 
<laughs> it was just, and then, then, and then it was literally like, here's Murray Valeriano <laughs> to go on was stage. It, was it weird? Were you, sh- were you, not to make a pun, were you a little shook up? Uh, uh, yeah, I was there? a little, you know, as she, as she mellowed out, I was a little, uh, not to bring this into a very dark situation, but uh, uh, like in August, a lot of my listeners know we had a death in the family, and uh, it was my mother-in-law who had a heart attack like right in front and of it, us. That happened right mm. in front of you. Yeah, yeah, so it was very similar kind of seizures going on, so I was a little freaked out at first. But then I had to, I like literally had to like shake it off and go right on stage. And yeah. Did, mm. Well, we, we yeah, you did great on stage. So did, oh, uh, thanks. No. Uh, I felt like I like the first five minutes. I was like, you, you ever you ever get that? You ever get out of your head and you're like, okay, stop thinking about what just happened. As you're talk, as you're spewing your <laughs> your jokes, you're like, okay, stop thinking about. They can tell you're thinking about something yeah. else. So <laughs> yeah. I don't. If you could just stop thinking about it right now and then start concentrating on what you're saying, things will go a little better. All right, I'll do that after this joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Did they take her away? They or? they called the ambulance and then they turned the ambulance away because I guess you didn't have insurance. And then she was oh, then she was recovering crazy. in the uh, in the uh, office. <laughs> but I figure. Don't they didn't find out on the way. I just toss her out the door. Like <laughs> I mean, figured, call them anyway. They, they left because you didn't have insurance. Usually they would no, take... no. I think she turned them away. Oh, she okay. said, yeah, Go. yeah. But I think I think when you call nine one one, at least get somebody there who knows what they're doing. Not two comics right. and, and a club owner who's <laughs> yeah. upset because you're not turning tables. Right. You know? They saw she had Kaiser, so they turned around. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, no insurance. <laughs> have you guys ever had anything like? That like just freak you out before you go on stage or anything like that. I know, I'm kind wow. of springing that question. Yeah, on you. I don't know. That's. Uh, I remember when you told the story that night. I, I kind of thought about that, but I, I don't think anything, anything like that. I mean. I've had to follow Lee, so that's right. all. Yeah. <laughs> Another type of death. It's like a death in the family, right there. <laughs> but no, nothing, nothing uh, that crazy. Really, everything's that's, been a cakewalk for you guys. Have you listened to this show? I, I remember. <laughs> no, listen. I mean, there's Nobody plenty of awful. Hear the good stories. <laughs> I remember early on. This was years ago. I did a room down in San Diego, and it was a very small crowd. There weren't a lot of people there. And there was a guy in the front row that was falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So they eventually kicked him out. And then within seconds of them kicking him out, he started smashing the windows with a baseball bat. Whoa. And everybody was like, lock the doors, lock the doors. I guess they knew this guy. And apparently <laughs> they found out that he had just gotten out of prison. Like he just he was, he he was, was on just parole. Going, refund table, <laughs> refund table. So, so, so they locked the doors. And then the next thing I hear them yell is uh, – He's got a gun. And somebody yells, call 911. So they call 911. We're all just sitting there kind of huddled waiting for, for them to clear this guy out of there. So you're in the green room? or Well, the, the show was going on. Oh, okay. right. I was on stage at the time when he started smashing the windows in with a bat. Okay. The show obviously stops. They go to take care of that. They call 911. They finally get rid of this guy. Everybody's shaken up because obviously they thought he had a gun, all this sure, sort of sure. stuff. And they, the, the, the owner comes over to me and says, hey, listen – Let's just finish the show. It <laughs> yeah. was just like, why? Why would we? You know what I mean? Like, so, so I remember having to go back up on stage, and and it made no sense at all. Yeah. After this brutal window window bashing, yeah. and I was with Stuart Papp. Remember Stuart Papp? I do remember. That's Stuart that's who I, I remember being with. Yeah, I was there, and they, you know, they they had already taken this guy away. And it turns out he was just on parole and stuff like that. And then I remember going up there, doing the show, and collecting my twenty-five grand. <laughs> That's I think what it paid <laughs> after commissions. <laughs> That's such a club owner thing to do. Well, they yeah. always want you to finish the show. I was at uh, the old show must Cobbs. go on. Yeah. yeah, and oh yeah, all of a sudden uh, smoke is pouring into the club, and uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is on stage, and he's maybe a third, two thirds of the way through a set, 
And the fire department comes in and they're like, uh, we're going to have to evacuate you. And they're trying to like, hey, we're right about to drop the checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so literally he finishes his set. He does his closer. I go up. I'm like, hey, y'all have to leave now. Exit calmly and quietly through the back door. <laughs> That's great. But, uh, and, and that, wait, Steph. <laughs> and, that, and that club did catch on fire. I mean, it, it, that was that was when I closed. Actually, no, the, next, the building next door right. uh, burned down. Burned and down. then all the water from that building poured in and, and flooded the club. It ended up closing and they had to move yeah. to that other location. So it wasn't okay. even like a tiny little fire. I mean, no, it was a huge it, raging yeah. fire. Like they literally had to evacuate everybody out the back door. That's the cops up in San Fran. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the fire department. Yeah, the old cops. The old one. The old yeah. cops. Are now all three of you guys from the Bay we all, that's Area? That's where yes. we all met. We we all met. Yeah. yeah, three guys that met in San Francisco. <laughs> See where the stories going. Sharing a studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> just for financial reasons. That's yeah. Absolutely. That's all. It was always funny going on the road with these guys because I remember when we first started doing the road, we would leave San Francisco and go to like uh, Eureka or Corvallis or some of these places like 10, 12 hours away. And what would happen is we would have a couple of shows, one Friday, one Saturday. So inevitably, we would all perform on a Friday night and let's say one of us did great and then two of us did lousy. The, the two guys that did lousy would be like, that was a shitty crowd. You know, it's like, based on I was doing all hack shit material just to get the audience on his side and please them. And, you know, Lee and I'd be like, yeah, what a douche. Yeah. And then, like, the next what night, the role would be reversed. We'd be like, Canna was just trying to crowd please. Just doing shit stolen jokes. So then you'd have all the next day just contemplating as you were making another nine-hour drive south to the next gig of, like, man, that just sucked. And you were the one guy that just did lousy. And it was just really weird having that. On your shoulder the whole day. Yeah, it was, I remember one time we, you and I, went on the road with someone else, and Lee didn't make the trip. Right, and so we we were joking on the way up. We're like, we had a shitty show the one night, and on the way right. to the next gig, we said, uh, let's uh, let's all do a Levine joke. Yes, tonight. let's all do one, one of Lee, Lee's jokes. Lee, Lee's jokes tonight, and, and it was like uh, we'll be funny. All of us died that night, right? Except when we did Lee's joke. <laughs> Lee's <laughs> joke killed that night. I mean, it was like yeah. it was almost like. Lee had like went in and prepped them or something because it just like you were getting nothing and then all of a sudden like you told right. his joke and they were like ah. was that gig by any chance in Levine California <laughs> right, right. I was actually on a stage in a, in another part of the world eating it right <laughs> doing your material so. and we all it was funny because we sprinkled those jokes just randomly throughout the set it wasn't yeah, as we though didn't, we didn't we, say anything to, yeah. to signify it. we just started going into it to make each other laugh yeah and, it, and the audience loved it. Just a little. I well, think, that was that Eureka yeah. gig, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a that's year that Titty and Weed Town. <laughs> well, there there was a year that I remember that Lee did Eureka one night. Drove back. No, you started off in Corvallis. You did Corvallis, Corvallis one or, night. Yeah. Drove to Eureka the next night, and then went back up to Corvallis to do like For you New were Year's literally Eve, yeah. yeah like ten hours, ten hours, Ooh. ten hours. I remember that and. I remember you clearing like 32 bucks. I think I'm... <laughs> plus clearing? A, that's what I That's my gross. Plus, plus a burger. So what burger. Uh, What year was this roughly when you guys started? It was 1942. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi, they just won the wall. That should <laughs> be right. 99, 2000? Yeah. 2000, right 2001? I started in 98. And you guys started after that? Lee, I think you started think around started the, same time. the same time. Yeah. yeah. I started in the 99. Yeah. And the, so it must have been... Either nine nine. Steve Startate is is a little skewed. He's the Andrew Norelli of uh, Letterman guy. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean? Andrew always said, "Oh, I started in two thousand seven. It's like, <laughs> dude, we saw you out on the scene in, in or the early nineties. Yeah, from like nineteen. Yeah. yeah, seriously. We, we, we really? believe. We, yeah, we believe that uh, uh, Steve's doing? lying about his start date. I didn't even live date. in San Francisco in ninety eight, so it's had to be a lot, lot of people lie just because they want to make themselves. I've only been doing comedy six what's years. The, what's the difference of six, started six months? Dude, ago. you open you open for Dangerfield. 
Kelly didn't start in 2007. He was headlining a gig in 2007. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friend of the show. I love Andrew. He's great. No, he's, he's, great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was he started, uh, with us up there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite it's what he says. <laughs> Despite what he says. I don't even know. Is he? Does he, he see us? No. with Joe no. Glosek and the guys before us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it's Joe. I'm sorry. I'm Listeners probably don't know Joe Glosek. This is my own personal... Uh, oh, I did not know you knew Joe. Yeah. yeah. Did he start before you guys? Yeah. Yes. Joe was like a couple yeah. years, oh, okay. maybe three or four years before he's us. A, he's a Bay staple. Yes. Bay yeah. staple. He just yeah. finished up the Seattle Comedy Competition. He oh, placed he second, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did he ever he's in win China it? now. Did he ever win it? No. I, I know that he it. felt really bad because he was really hoping to. And yeah. He really kind of put the work in so he could win it this year just i think more than the prestige i think from what i understand with these competitions you need the money yeah. because you throw so yeah. much money out of pocket mm-hmm. and then it would be nice to kind of recoup that money but which don't you get a grand. little something for, for coming second. in second you have to i assume i, I would think, imagine yeah. yeah uh the seattle uh i'm not seattle uh san francisco comedy competition is probably the most prestigious comedy competition would you say up there with seattle and the country i think a little ahead of seattle maybe maybe yeah. Uh, How many I are can't there, think though? of what else would there, what, what are the other ones out there's, there there's the funniest woman in Orange County I think that's yeah. a pretty big yeah. one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, placed, Lee placed third last year <laughs> in that the one funniest woman <laughs> in Boston's, Boston's done pretty well oh that's recently. right Boston's Boston's yeah. like Las Vegas that World Series of Comedy oh how you know anything about that uh, what's that guy we know Ryan who won it uh, he, he was on your show Hamilton uh, no no he, he's from Cleveland you Ryan Dalton. Were, yes, Ryan Dalton. He won it. Oh, okay. Uh, and he was, you know, he's been on uh, Gary's show, the Sullivan and Sons. And mm-hmm. uh, but there's also that a lot of those. I don't know. I, I think this is true for the Vegas one. I know San Luis Obispo has one, but like you know, there's there's that fifty buck entrance fee you got to right, pay. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of just you know, it's like some of that stuff rubs me the wrong way. Sure. You know, in terms of having to buy in to have your tape looked at. I mean, I guess I could. You can understand it to a degree because. You're going to have everybody submitting for it, but mm-hmm. I just think that there's probably a better way to do it. I don't know. No, I agree. I'm not a big competition fan. I don't think I've ever done any competitions. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't do You that. hate well, them and you haven't even done them? Yeah. I don't do good under pressure. That's not, not, that you, <laughs> not that you should change your uh, <laughs> your mind on that, but. No, I don't, I don't know. I just never, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's a whole entry. Go up there and then put yourself up kind of thing. Yeah. And, it's so funny know. where, you, you know, you'd go, you drive out to the gig that the competition's at and uh, you meet the judges and it's it's the door guy and, and the girl from the <laughs> yeah, kitchen. Sure. And, yeah. And uh, the lady who owns the, the nacho bar that you're playing at that night. So, yeah, you're always like. Oh. I remember years ago, so I started in, you started, what year did you start? 2001? 999. You started in 99. Okay. 2099. 2099. Steve hasn't I'm st- started I'm yet. I'm starting early next year. <laughs> I remember one year, this is, I don't know, maybe you just started a couple years in. I barely knew oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember Steve calling me. And again, we, we were friends, but not close as we are now. And he starts talking to me and mentioning that he's doing, was it San Francisco San at the Francisco. time? San Francisco, yeah. And uh, it, it really was this, this moment of just uh, our friendship kind of coming together. And he's like, I gotta tell you, he's like, I'm getting beat up in this thing. He's like, am I funnier than so and so? I can't <laughs> so remember who the guy was. Like dropping names, and, and, and you're like, I, th- this guy's placing ahead of me every <laughs> single night, and like, it really is just this mental yeah. stress that you go through night after night, just because you know maybe one audience loves you, or one doesn't, but it's it's. It definitely... It was a mind fuck, yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. My question is, and I was making jokes about the Orange County uh, funniest woman that Lee placed in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right behind Lou now. Placed good set. I gotta say, I good set. I was robbed. That's, you get like a bar tab right? yeah. third, right? <laughs> it was a good one. I have a date with Bill Word. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, I see all these small ones. They have them at the clubs around here, and they're all, they're all just stacked, you know? I remember somebody... I remember even... Uh, uh, Last comic, um, somebody moved on to the finals, and I was watching it on television. Yeah, 
And he's a local comic, used to book a lot of uh, rooms around town, and I'm looking at it, and it's all his open micro comics in the audience. Oh, back, geez, back when yeah, it was yeah. audience, audience right. was judging who was going on to yeah. the next one, and it was just completely stacked. Those are my favorite, where like you, you get all called up to the stage at the end, and the host puts his hand behind your head, and like, they have to give <laughs> right. it up for you, and there's so that moment of humiliation where you're like, oh my God. But really which, is, which is better, if you have to look at two different ways? Is it better to have the audience decide, or is it better for people that you know, maybe of the four, one knows something about comedy, and the other three don't know shit. I mean, what, what's what's the better formula of a comedy yeah. competition? I don't know. It's a, listen. If they're if, if either one of them were done the right is way, the one that I win, <laughs> right? Whichever the one, one that I win, sway so there's, there's, favor. there is no good way. Is yeah, what yeah. Saying. And that competition will be coming in 2099. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if either of them were done the right way, if you had an audience of nonpartisan people mm-hmm. who who were it wasn't loaded one way, then you could go by audience reaction. Makes sense. Or if you had four, four qualified judges, where you're like, okay, these guys are. But where do those qualifications come from? If you look at, let's say. Let's look at the. Let's just say the Booker from the Ice House and the Booker from the Comedy Magic Club. Yeah, two different yeah. Yeah. views right. of comedy. So, yeah. You know, sure. so if you get it is tough. Yeah. Somebody who's like, oh, he was original but didn't get very many laughs, or hey, he was the crowd pleaser but not a ri-, You know, you can. It's it's funny you say that because Schimmel, who you both knew, I interview in the movie, and this, oh, yes. this part of the interview did not make it into Dying Dude Letterman, but he says in the interview. To me, he's like, you know, it comes up somehow. And he says, one of the reasons I never enjoyed comedy competitions, he's like, because right out of the bat, uh, those people in the audience, if, if it's like ice cream, if they like chocolate and you're vanilla, you're not going to win and vice versa. So it, you can't measure it the same way you can measure other Was that things. the year he lost to D.L. Hughley? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it might have been. They prefer chocolate that night. <laughs> but it is funny because when you go on the road and you start meeting these managers, because you know, the managers of these clubs change over all yeah. the time. And you get to know these guys. You're like, oh, hey, where did you come from? And I used to manage a Red Robin. Well, that makes you a great fit here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To know good you quality know talent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know good quality comedy. Yeah. The, the owner of the Punchline in Atlanta, he's a lawyer during the day, Jamie Bendel, and, and oh, he okay. does stand-up at night. Yeah. Uh, who's his partner, Chris? Tepeta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those watching on the webcam, you would have seen Murray's reaction, which will no longer allow him to work the punchline in Atlanta. Uh, why, why do you think I don't like him? I don't work there. <laughs> For those oh, I, watching on webcam, I didn't know his partner was a lawyer. I thought he was just a full-time booker owner. Yeah, no, no, no. He's partner, a lawyer. Like life partner? I haven't met no. these guys. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Christy Petta manages Billy Gardell. I yeah, mean, that's, that's yeah, how that, I that's met him. I, worked with, I was mm-hmm. working with Billy a lot last year or two years ago. Yeah, that's Great his, guy. his staple client. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of working with people, uh, Lee and I worked with uh, Robert Schimmel a lot before he passed on. Mm-hmm. I I got to I, I, he's a great guy. I really enjoyed. Uh, we hit it off really well. I think him and I when we first started working together. You and I not so much. Yeah, no, still bitter. Did you travel a lot with Robert, or were you mostly OC with? You him know, he would County? take me on his local dates. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was like San Jose or mm-hmm. you know any of the Orange County ones, or you know that's about as far as we because it didn't make any financial sense. Sure. to go like. To Chicago and, and middle for him. Right, right. That sort of thing. But it's certainly fun to work with him. I remember uh, San Jose was great because that's the night his son Max was born. Oh, cool. And he's like, hey, I, I got to get out of here. And so he's <laughs> oh, like, that's a great story. Tell that like, story. You're closing. And I'm like, oh, sweet, really? And so he does 45 minutes, the whole cancer bit. They took, bring the screen down. Right, I remember right. the ending of his act. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's crying. And he's like, and now Lee Levine. <laughs> really? <laughs> and 45 minutes after him. Oh, like, wow. Dancing my ass off. Did, you, uh, did they have an opener or did you just go up and 
Uh, they, they had, had like an, an MC. MC just yeah. up and do like five. But actually, Robert brought me up. It was really kind of nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. How'd you do? Uh, you know, it took me a little bit a minute to get to get him, and I'm working, and I'm like nothing. Right. Finally, I just look at the crowd, like, look, I know I'm not Robert Schimmel. <laughs> you know I'm not Robert Schimmel. <laughs> Let's just make the most of this. It's really fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, at that, Schimmel was uh, doing his. He had a slideshow to kind of journey through his cancer thing, and I, I every time I, I watched it, no matter if I was opening or middling or whatever, I, I just watched it every time, <laughs> yeah. and there was not ever a dry. I in the house, man. Yeah. So having to follow that, my hat's off to you, man. Yeah, like, no. It was it was yeah. pretty crazy. I didn't know him very well, but this just spoke volumes of, spoke volumes of him and just what what I remember him by. Years ago, when I used to work a lot at the, out at the Ontario Improv, they used to do a show every year for Years this. Years ago, this when you were black. <laughs> yes. That's actually he got that hoodie at the Ontario Mills Mall when he like was the Urban Night. Uh, we used to do the show once a year for uh, this little girl Gracie who had cancer. Mm-hmm. So we'd always bring in these different headliners. We'd raise a bunch of money for her. She was this local girl who was great. And one year when we were doing it, it was in December. We asked uh, two big headliners to come out and do this. One person, and then we asked uh, Robert Schimmel was the other one. And the one you're not going to name the one. You're person? not going to name the other. I one? don't know. Pussy. I mean, it's a pussy. Should I name it? Yeah. Uh, so we, we so we asked two people to come out and do this this benefit for us. So it was Brett Butler and it was Robert Schimmel. And it was on now a Wednesday. Now we know why you didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I would say that she would be listening, but I don't think she has internet. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> so I guess we're safe, right? You're right. <laughs> or a computer. <laughs> Mom was at the library. No, but in fairness, listen. Brett Butler's done a lot for me, so I appreciate it. But, uh, so we asked two of them to come out, Brett Butler and, and Robert Schimmel. And... Robert Schimmel comes out. You know the traffic from L.A. into Ontario is absolutely miserable. So Robert Schimmel it's actually ge- pouring rain. It was a bad, pouring bad rain. Show. Oh yeah, absolutely pouring, pouring rain. So rain. add another hour and a half to traffic. Yeah, miserable. Robert gets out there at about two in the afternoon. Comes with his family. They decide to just get out there, beat the traffic, mm-hmm. go have dinner, all this other stuff. Gets out there. Uh, Brett, on the other hand, had to cancel because of the wet, like just a lot of stuff. And he came out, did the show free. Donated all of his merch money to the little girl. I mean, it was just, and that was my memory of him oh, nice. in terms great of guy. what he did. I mean, it was just great. I mean, it was a really, really cool moment. Oh, he was a good guy. He uh, he found out my dad was a preacher, and uh, he wanted to meet him next time he was playing Jersey at the time. He's like, I want to sit down and talk to your dad because his parents were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. That's a whole rigmarole yeah. of a story. And uh, he just, he wanted, but uh, my he passed away before we could make that happen. Hmm. But he was a good guy. I mean, I used to sit in the green room and he'd tell me the story about his parents, how they split, met, and thought the other one died in the Holocaust. Anyway, it's there's a book somewhere, not his book, but he optioned that story somewhere earlier hmm. on. Yeah, amazing he was, story. He was always an amazing guest on Stern, too. I used to love listening to him on Howard right. Stern. So I and, never liked Stern, so I never heard him wow. on Stern. Huh. That's how my wife knew of him, because she's a big Stern. Oh, fan. yeah. Oh, wow, really? Tr- truck driver. Wow, that's weird. The, the, never the, heard of that usually before. Usually the other way. I know, usually right? the husband loves Stern, the wife hates it. Oh, no, yeah. My <laughs> wife beats me, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having, having grown up in Jersey, we'll I was kind of around I was around Stern the whole time, yeah. so mm. it just kind of just never clicked Yeah, it's background to you. I didn't like him, and then I actually started listening to his interviews, and the interviews are fantastic. It's the strongest part of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. The comedy is kind of sophomoric. You know, it's like a, okay, but, you know, the interviews are really great. It gets a lot out of people. He actually just described his comedy. (laughs) 
and if you whipped out your penis, it would have been it would have been. <laughs> I must be sophomore because that was the funniest thing I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll keep doing it. <laughs> Get your wife out here to finish this interview. <laughs> She'll know how to keep it moving. You know, you were talking uh, about like something happening right before you go on stage. Yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. I've never had that happen. But Lee, Lee and I just did a little tour in the Midwest, and so we had a thing where oh. it wasn't right before we went on stage, but it was a series of one-nighters, and and the first three were great. We stayed in a nice place. I mean, well, no, no, the, they the shows were great. great. The, the shows, shows were great. great. <laughs> but you said one, one, them you was... said one-nighter and great in the same sentence. Well, you, I don't we, think that's, yeah, that's true. It's funny. Yeah. We've done this run before, and you knew, like, you go to North Dakota, you know what to expect. It's right. just like oil rigger guys. They could care less that you're there. Sure. Yeah. You're just there to do time while they're selling beer. Yeah. And uh, then we went down to South Dakota, and, you know, the, every... Every sign when you're driving in says, welcome hunters. And you're like, yeah. oh, they're going to love me. Uh, but then we get to uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is not, a, it's kind of a nice little town. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah. A fun area. La, La Crosse. Town? La, La Crosse. La Crosse. Wait, what, what theater is there? <laughs> oh, no? The La Crosse Amphitheater? <laughs> the AMC 12? <laughs> I didn't know there was an improv in lacrosse. <laughs> but but it so it says it. on the thing, we we were staying at nice places the other. Not again, not nice, but just decent. We're mm-hmm. comedians. Yeah. We we we've stayed at crappy places as long as sure. it's clean. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um but all of a sudden we we show up at this place and it says the show is at the uh the Fairmont or what, yeah, what it was like what, the Ramada Days Inn. Inn, or Inn Days and Inn. the show, you know, you're staying at the Ramada. It's a big staying at the Ramada. Know, Inn, the the show is there. from the Fairmont to the, <laughs> the Fairmont. No, 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 there was a name of it. It was yeah. before. It was like Days Inn or La Quinta. something. Like no, no, no. I'm the saying there was a name before the Ramada. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Where they give yeah. it a name, like the Fairmont right. Ramada or Marks? something like that. Yeah, yeah probably. River Ramada. It was like the Riverside because it was right by the side of the Mississippi River. I think what it was, and so. We show up and it's a, it says you're staying here and the show's in the lounge at eight. So we show up and uh, long drive. The the lady's like, great. Oh, you're staying here. Welcome. Blah blah blah. She starts looking up our name. She's so welcoming. It's a nice place. There's a it's a resort kind of style thing. And uh, and then when you know she's looking, she can't find it. We're like, we're the comics. She's like, oh. You guys are staying across the street, <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 no wait, wait, the no, show's it here. Says we're here, and then it even said on the itinerary we're staying here. And she's like, no, 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 the comics always stay across the street. You like it, it'll be fine. So we go over. Of course, it's no big deal, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah fine. All right, as long as it's it's clean. We get over there. Reeks. I mean, you open the door. It reeks of curry. Yeah, curry, curry. curry. It was, I yeah. guess yeah. Someone <laughs> the Indian, was Indian was living there, right? right. And, uh, he and lived lives there. there. And he likes to cook. What are you going to do? <laughs> but we walk in, and for the first five minutes, we couldn't find anyone in mm-hmm. the lobby. And then this lady who was smoking out front eventually comes in, and she's like, you all the comics? <laughs> we thought she was like, you know, Yeah, we thought she was like, yeah, just loitering out care. front. Right, right. But still, we're like, again, we don't care. If it's That's decent, fine. if it's clean, yeah, sure. We go upstairs. I go into the shower. It's the tiniest room ever. Mine's okay. It looks a little dungy, you know, kind of. Dude, mine looks like Robin Williams had showered there just before I got there and they hadn't cleaned it. I mean, just (laughs) the floor was covered with hair and it smelled like uh, just, you know, like the locker room at the YMCA or something like that. It was just really nasty. And I call Steve. I'm like, dude, we we can't stay here. This is awful. I mean, it <laughs> did was you find really there was bad. urine or something? Yeah, on it front? smelled like pee. Like somebody just peed all over the floor. Right, and they didn't right. even clean it up. Robin Williams pee. Robin Williams. <laughs> I have to put that, out there. that guy's just oh, an I'm animal. Peeing. Oh, I'm peeing on the right. floor. No, oh, I'm peeing over here. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get out. We start walking, and Lee's like. Uh, 
it's awful. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, mine, mine's bad too. We're supposed to be staying there. This isn't what the itinerary said. And, and it had been clean. We wouldn't have made a stink. No. So Lee calls, I think, the booker. Yeah, I called and said, to, well, first of all, we, Left we talked to the front desk and we said, that place is unacceptable. Is there a room here? They said, uh, we can give you guys rooms here tonight, but we're, but we're sold out for tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know, fine, just give us the rooms for tonight and we'll call the booker in the morning and she'll take care of it. She'll get us you know, somewhere. Sure. Respectable booker? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there up to go. this point. <laughs> Define respectable. <laughs> you know comedy I don't think, bookers. I, I mean, don't think those two honorable. words go together. Yeah, I know. They're all honorable men. And, uh, <laughs> right. Well, we had never had a problem, really. Up to yeah. this point. That's, so that's, that's why I'm we asking. thought it was respectable. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a great show. I mean, really yeah, fantastic good. show. It like went two hours. We just they're selling beer. Sold a lot of yeah, alcohol, so they're happy. Um, yeah, everybody yeah. was happy. The, the guy who's managing it couldn't have been happier with cool. the show. So Never like, hear oh, a word back that You know what I mean? Where this is they're gonna take care of this right away. Don't hear anything back that night. I call her again in the morning just to let her know, like, hey, we're kind of we don't have a room for tonight. Uh, so we call her back. She's like, Don't worry. I got this, not a problem. I'll take care of it. I'll call you back. Okay, so Steve and I go out for breakfast. We're like, sweet, she's got this covered. <laughs> Calls me back maybe maybe an hour, half, two hours later. She's like, great news, they fired the maid. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how like, fixed huh? our problem. Like, hey, we fired the maid, was supposed to clean up your room and did a shitty job. Hope you feel better. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is Lee the comedian. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why you're telling me this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I've just increased the unemployment. I feel better I about feel myself. Really good about myself. But I'm still staying at the same <laughs> shitty place. Yeah. Now yeah. not only is it shitty, they don't even have a maid to clean up right. the shit that was there already. Yeah. Tur- turns out the maid did a guest set later that night. <laughs> Killed it, by the way. Right. Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> about hair on the floor. <laughs> not clean on stage either. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Works a little blue. Uh, so, you know, and at this point, we're invested in this. This is now a point of, you know, really, you're going to treat us like this? Right. And so we're like, no, it's unacceptable. And she calls us back. And I guess the person who, who booked the gig was the radio station. They were the local promoters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, we'll have them call you. So the radio station calls. And she's like, well, I'll come out to the hotel and I'll show you that the room is clean. <laughs> yeah, right. like, okay. no, and so that will resolve it <laughs> sure, oh, no sure. we still have to stay there just because you say it's clean doesn't mean it's not going to smell like curry in an hour you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? and then she's like well we've solved your problem like, no you haven't you've just said we can stay there or not yeah. <laughs> it's not a solution that's an ultimatum oh what did you guys end up doing so what well, we said I got on the phone and, uh, and argued with the lady for a while and I was like this is you know it's unacceptable it's terrible it says on the itinerary we're saying here this isn't what we were promised at the contract right and uh, she's like well that's that's right. In the future, we'll just say that the comics are staying in the area. We won't put where they're staying. And I was like, that's your solution? It's, it's just <laughs> again, again, that's not, not helping us. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally, the, now there was word that they were going to try and book other comics for that night. Now we oh. were going to be oh, stranded. Now, oh, now you're problem comedians. Thing. We were. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, you're that's problem. it. These we're two the problem. Over here. Yeah. And well, it's funny because the lady said, you know, Steve always has these problems. <laughs> like, really? yeah, I, got, I got thrown out of the He's got bus. a reputation, like, evidently. <laughs> he always ends up in shitty hotels. Yeah, yeah that happens when, when I work when for you. When you book horrible stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, luckily... We I were, a, that was my play. I'm like, here's what we do. We wait till right before the show. And they're like, hey, if you don't take care of this hotel thing, we're going to walk. You know, you have no show. We'll wait till your room's full and we'll just walk away. Well, she's on the phone with Steve. He's like, yeah, she's on the phone looking for other comedians in the, the radio area. lady mentioned that. So we're, so like, we're like, all right, oh, shit, we, we can't do that. We had money coming for, to us from the two right, nights sure, before sure. that we were supposed to pick up that night, so we didn't know what hassle that would be. So we're like, all right, let's just do it. Luckily, I had a friend that lived like 15 minutes away mm-hmm. uh, you know, from when I was in, in the Navy, so we crashed on his, his couch uh, that night. 
Um, but this is great. As we pull up, so we go to his house, his house, and we shower. We take a nap. We come back to the to the the hotel, and Lee looks in the parking lot as we're pulling up. He's like, it "Doesn't look that crowded." He calls the hotel from the thing, and they're like, "Hello, Ramada, uh, Lacrosse." And he's like, "Hey, do you have any availability tonight?" They're like, "Yeah, what time can you be here?" We're like, <laughs> "Sons of bitch!" Son of a- and here's the best thing: uh, we were rolling with Steve's friends, and I guess his uh, other friend is a is an ex cop. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's where we, th- there was a big hooker ring run out of that hotel. And, and that's where we bust all the drug addicts hanging out in the hotel. There's like murders and stuff that happened. Yeah, he's there. like, like, you guys shouldn't stay there without a gun. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, right. Wow. Great. Awesome. <laughs> but it is, it is crazy to think that they can find, like, like for, for road shows like that, they're so not concerned with the comedy on stage. They, they just yeah. want a warm body because to, to prove that, this woman could have made a call and found somebody in this unknown city that quickly to take their place. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and despite the fact that, you know, these guys are pros and have been on TV and all this other good stuff, like they don't care. Like it doesn't it They're doesn't let's solve the them. problem of, of not having to worry about these guys. Right. Not, right. not let's have a good show tonight. Yeah. Right. Let's not worry about that. And, you know, when they were calling you back to the hotel, like, hey, we cleared the problem. It's like, we, we want to show you guys there's a whole other wing of this hotel that's the Ritz Carlton that you guys didn't see when you were bitching earlier. Yeah. And so we'll put you in that end of it. We'll put you in the south end where there's these flowing infinity pools and like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Chandeliers and chocolate well, that was a, That was another great aftermath to the whole story. So we finished the run and, and we, we get to... This they must have been laughing at Lee and I because the next place we stayed was even worse. <laughs> so we just ended up driving seven hours after the gig that night Oof. home to, to Chicago, where, you know, where my family is. But uh, so we were like, we're never working for these people again. Uh, it's a husband and wife team that book. Well, here's the husband a, is a comic. This mm-hmm. is crazy. Even you think he would he would worry about. Yeah, you would think well, he would. Steve said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to tell him an email of that we slept on a couch and an air mattress, and they'll probably feel really bad about it." <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Steve. I'm like, "These are bookers we're talking yeah. about, right?" But you think like again, this guy's a comedian himself. You think he'd be like, "Oh, all right. Well, I, right. I would feel bad now. I'm becoming the booker that I hated when I." Yeah. So, yes. Afterwards, I said, we'll email, we'll tell them the story. Neither of us really did anything. We're like, let's just wash our hair of this. And it will never... Uh, but not in that sink. Not, yeah. yeah, not in that <laughs> sink. Not in Lee and I don't have much hair either. So, uh, But a, a week later, the guy has the nerve. We had always been dealing with his wife because he was on the road or cruise mm-hmm. or something. He has the nerve to write us and say, hey, I just want to follow up and hear how uh, the gigs went. It sounds like my wife took care of everything for you guys. <laughs> So then we're like, son of a bitch. So we both write and give our accounts of like, no, this is what happened. And just an honest, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. you guys suck or anything like right. this. Like, but you guys There's should no worry resolution. about this. It was we just said not only was that bad. Like, if a if a woman comic stayed there, I hope you don't book women because these are pretty dangerous places. These two hotels sure. you set us up at. And uh, the guy wrote back, and I, it was just so dismissive. He's like. Sounds like you guys didn't give you know give a shit or I can't remember yeah, what he said, but it was so like he obviously didn't want. Sorry, he just you guys did, us, It wasn't up to your standards or yeah, something. Yeah, you'll never fact. work for me again or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There you know, yeah. you know, it's a weird business. When I, I, I was just texting my friend before you guys came over, and uh, he's like, you know, you want to hang out this weekend? I'm like, no, I'm heading out, heading down the road. I'm going to Chicago. He's like, oh, that sounds fun. I'm like, yeah, it's the Improvs. They're they're a good club. They treat you good. Yeah. Like you have to put that, like that's <laughs> yes. one of the criterias uh, of heading out on the road. That's yeah, it. they treat you pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, the shows are great, but they, you know, they treat you okay. But we, you know, you, you can talk about this too, almost every comic. This is the one business where people can can be rude to you and just downright 
abusive and it's just kind of like meh you know like nobody nobody calls it out i mean it's yeah. just it's okay i mean it's just like it's we've accepted it we've accepted the fact that people can can do this to us it's <laughs> well crazy. the problem is is like lee said that there's there's always a comic waiting in the wings to sure. come and do right. it for you know i mean if you can find two more. comics in lacrosse lacrosse yeah <laughs> and they could have they, yeah, 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 they would have found them yeah they within a couple hours away from the gig i'm sure they could have found somebody yeah. you know Jeez. They would have got him. I'm sure Lacrosse has a, a booming scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's the house MC of Lacrosse. <laughs> lacrosse, funny bone. <laughs> Gary, as we were getting to know each other, which was me going over your website and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you tend to travel a lot on the stand-up scene. You know, it's crazy because for a number of years, uh, I used to work, I used to open for Mitch Fatal and with Ralphie May. I used to okay. work with both of those guys. And I remember one of the first times I ever worked with Mitch, kind of a funny road story, I remember working with him, we just met, I mean, we really just started working together and we were working the Atlanta Punchline. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got in a day early and the Punchline put me up at the Hyatt, which was amazing. They put me up at the Hyatt like the Wednesday night. Then I had to check out and for the rest of the week, which was when the shows were starting Thursday through Sunday, I was staying right up the road at the Microtel mm-hmm. while Mitch was staying at the Hyatt. <laughs> so I remember rolling my bag out of the Hyatt, the beautiful Hyatt, and going down the street to the Microtel. And I remember getting there, and I was a little spoiled at the time, like I hadn't done the road all that much. These guys know, and I started getting work. And I remember checking in the Microtel. I was like, absolutely not. There's just no way. The, the TV is on one of those high dressers, yeah. and it's not very big, and it just it's not what I'm used to. There's there's no restaurant here in the yeah I mean looking back at it it was very <laughs> shitty to to have that kind of attitude going in and I remember looking around and not even unpacking my bags I remember looking around and being like fuck this I'm checking back into the Hyatt <laughs> so rolling my bag right down the street checking back in putting my credit card down and I remember calling Mitch and I just said hey listen I I can't stay down there it's unacceptable and. Really, I mean, he really went to bat for me looking back at that years ago. Because That's what we, you need. We yeah. really didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and, you know, at the time, I mean, Mitch was just kind of starting to headline those clubs. And I know for a fact he didn't want to cause any waves. Sure. But I remember him saying to the club owner, Jamie, like, hey, listen, my opener's not happy. And, you know, we really need to move him. And they moved me. <laughs> oh, that was Which nice was thing. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's such a difference on how you're treated. I mean, I'm sure sure you know that. When you, you come in with somebody who has some heat on them or they're a draw mm-hmm. or something like that, and you're their middle or you're their, their MC or whatever. Yeah, they treat you like You're him. like, oh, my God, you're part of the, the, hey, come on in. Here's the, you know, the you can order anything on the menu you want. You come back later on your own. They're like, left side of the menu, only under $3. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you right. can have soup. I remember, Le- Oh, I was just gonna say it was hotels. I was working up at Tommy T's early on, and, and the woman, name dropper. And, uh, well, the woman there, I know you guys worked there before. Like, loves me. She loves yeah. me. She's always asking me to come up there, and I filled in last minute for her one time with a, a headliner who wasn't that big of a draw, but he was. He's been around forever. He's like Tommy's best friend or something. Okay, like yeah. And uh, she's like, can you come up? Please, can you come over? And she put me up at the nice, I think it's a Hyatt. It's right down the street from it. And she's like, I'll put you up there and I'll pay such and such. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I go up there. The uh, headliner doesn't have a car. So after that, I was like, hey. Was this George Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> he used to headline up there all the time. <laughs> I think Who's he's the one guy? Oh, well, here's another. Who's that guy? Oh. Uh, Had the Mr. T doll and stuff? Was this Denny that? Johnston. De- was it Denny no, Johnston? No, 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 no. no he was I was going to say Tree. Favorite. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I've always wanted to work with Tree. I remember Tree seeing him in my first gig. I yeah. remember seeing him on like the MTV half hour comedy yeah. hour. I was in high wow. school. Like, this guy's awesome. Tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, but so they put me up in that one. He's like, and the headlines are this old, rough, just sizzled veteran. He's like, 
give me a ride back to the hotel. I'm like, yeah, fine. I'm going back there anyway. You know? Yeah. So we go, I drive in. And I pull I'm trying to guess. Is it either Robert Duchesne or John Fox? One or the other. Just from the impression. Just John Fox. Nah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Wow. Nice. No, come on. Duchesne's not a draw. But I said there were a few people there. Yeah. I pulled into my hotel. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm pulling into we're not, I'm not staying here. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I drive them down, like over the, literally past the railroad tracks. So really? Like, oh my God. That's put so him in there. He's like, then we get there and he's like, thanks. Are you staying there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh you wow. Put it together. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm paying it for myself because uh, I'm just coming through. It was last minute. I put <laughs> it yeah. But they were putting you up there and not him. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. And only, it was like a giant favor. That was like last minute. Right. I think that's why they did it. It's not because, you know, I was fucking yeah. bringing well, anybody listen, ever, Well, uh, Gary used to say when that would happen with Mitch. I remember you being like, oh, I know I, I'm staying at these hotels and usually these aren't places people stay and, and that kind of thing. And I was like, well, listen, I, some some comics look at that as a rite of passage that you stayed at these shitty hotels. You yeah, did yeah. these shitty gigs. Look, if you can bypass it, I think you bypass yeah, it because there's, no it's, it's, there's no need to do that. It doesn't help. You know, you don't get martyr points. Or, right, right, exactly. But some people do look at it like that. You know? what, what, what is your criteria? Because I know what, what mine is. What is your criteria for a good hotel in a comedy club city, what, what what do you need in order for your stay to be? Because I know in Chicago, like I really like that hotel because mm-hmm. of all of like I I like that it's got a great gym in yeah. that hotel, and you're walking distance to maybe a Starbucks or a sure. Subway or whatever. Like you can easily maneuver around from where you are. I, just, I remember earlier this year doing a gig in Charlotte at the Charlotte Comedy Zone. And Who's we name were, dropping now? <laughs> Here's the second name drop, Craig Shoemaker. Oh, yeah. Oh. And we were staying miles away from the club in, in like a business park mm-hmm. where, you know, it's probably functioning during the week, but on the weekend, there was great nothing. Great deal on the weekend. For yeah, it's a great deal. It's like 13 bucks. And so literally, you couldn't go anywhere. There was nothing, not even a restaurant in the hotel. And you would think for places like that, their shuttle mm-hmm. would be able to take you within three miles or whatever. Nothing. I mean, you're literally trapped. But the, the one thing I love is if you're close in proximity, just, just a couple of things that you can go to and you know yeah. be able to function around and, and maneuver. You don't yeah. have to live I off, like, like a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A gym I like. And I prefer a bar in the hotel. So I don't have to Wi-Fi. go Wi-Fi. Is that too much to ask? And Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Wi-Fi. That's just it. The reason... We're doing this tonight and not, you know, before like the night before I leave tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can put this up because I don't trust any hotel Wi-Fi anymore. So yeah. Wi-Fi would be good. Yeah, it, it yep. is interesting too when they won't give you the Wi-Fi. It's you know what's crazy about the whole road. The Red Roof Inn offers free Wi-Fi, yet the Sheraton doesn't. It's right. just like right. so. So literally, the cost of the room is the cost of what you pay for Wi-Fi right. in some <laughs> of the nicer hotels. Yeah. I mean, how can how can hotels charge fourteen dollars? For inter- it's it's the craziest thing. I mean, you could just walk across the street to a Starbucks and get sure. it for free. Right, right. Or they offer it in the lobby for free. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, which too. is <laughs> kind of crazy, too. Or on right? their computers. It's weird to be in your center. underwear down in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough whacking to off masturbating in the lobby. <laughs> or, or, Especially for the staff. It's more embarrassing <laughs> for them <laughs> than me. But. Uh, sir, we're going to comp your Wi Fi. <laughs> you go back to your room. <laughs> or you ever check in? One of the, I remember doing the uh, the Tampa Improv once. I asked if they have if they had uh, wireless internet. And they're like, no, but the neighbor does. And it was just like, so just say no. I mean, you don't have it. They, and, you know, and then they're telling me, well, if you go in the kitchen and like, you know, that probably is the best way to get two bars from, you know, right, apartment right. C. It's just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So my, we've lived here for about, 
a year? Has it been a year now? Yeah, I guess it's coming up on a year. And for the whole year, my wife has been on our neighbor's Wi-Fi. Oh, she yeah. had like no idea. Like oh, I forgot to pay the internet one time and the internet yeah. went down. I'm like, oh shit, I can't get on. And she's on. I'm like, what are you doing? I looked on it. It's on like. So you're saying you haven't got internet since. I mean, yeah, so I'm you're like, still well, running off your neighbor's Verizon. I ain't paying this shit. <laughs> the neighbor's like, why is my bill so high? Well, you run that podcast. Excessive amount of porn. So before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about uh, your movie. Uh, Steve, Mason. yeah, all right. Uh, Dying to do Letterman. It's uh, it's called, uh, and I, I think I mentioned last time, but I'll refresh it. Yeah, uh, uh, in two thousand five, I was doing comedy as what would it be then? <laughs> Six years? <laughs> no, no, no. What no, I you said st- earlier. You started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and Norelli did your first <laughs> album mic together. So. Uh, and then- <laughs> And not to be a dick host, but that would be seven years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just remember somebody, I was doing a, a, a gig in Alameda once up in California, and I remember somebody saying, oh, Norelli's been doing stand-up much longer than he says. Like, I, that's, I just remember that imagery of somebody that's saying I got to text him right now and ask him how long Doesn't it go the other way that when you start, when you start, you say you've done it longer? And then at some point you want to act like you've done a show. Yeah, it's like right. when you're a kid, you always want to be older than your mom, twenty one, yeah. you know. It, 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 you get, is yeah. is the best is the best when a new comic says they're going out on the road to feature and they only have like eight minutes, they're like, I'll just do crowd work the other twenty two minutes. Like that's always my favorite. <laughs> that's that your favorite because like, you've done that for yeah, fifteen yeah. years. It's like, <laughs> still do it. I got fifteen minutes yeah. and you do crowd work. Yeah. Still do it. <laughs> or as we like to call it cannoning. <laughs> that was the Melanie Borb I like. I'm gonna do twenty two extra minutes. Oh, I remember that though. Hey, just getting back to your comedy contest in Melanie Borba. What's no, he opened for Melanie oh. Borba one time. Is Melanie Borba a comic? Yeah, she, she was like an open, like an open micer in the Bay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, she's a, every town has one of those. Is she like the whipping yeah, girl, a bit. I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word? Yeah, she was like, she, she does a lot of improv. Yeah. Is what she's, yeah, Super that's nice. where she went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good girl, though. Good girl. Good, 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 nice, good girl. girl. <laughs> nice girl. Nice girl. That's, that's the other thing. I got out of, I stopped doing stand up for a few years, and in that time I got married, and my listeners know all the this. golden years we called them. Yeah, the yeah. Golden, back when I was happy. So you do stand up? Yes, I do. Comedy. Noted. Um, but I remember driving down to a gig with another comic, and you know, both of our wives came, and on the way back, we were just, I don't know, we're bagging on somebody. Yeah. And my wife, get, we get home, and she's like, it's interesting. You guys will bag on Lee Levine for a half hour and then end it with, but he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah nice that's, guy, that's right. He's a nice exactly. guy. They're all nice guys. Well, yeah, well yeah. Lee and I had the funniest moment ever when oh. we first started hanging out we were we were doing a show together it was me lee and then two other guys and we we did our show and we're in the car and we're just talking shit about them because we can see them right in front of us driving away and we're like those two guys awful 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 and i said do you realize those two are talking shit about us right now like you believe those two hacks <laughs> have, you, have you done this and steve will get right back to it i promise no no yeah right. um this almost actually this might have happened to the comic might have happened to Andrew Norelli, <laughs> actually, now that oh, I wow. think about it, at the Irvine Improv a couple weeks ago. Um, and this happened to me a long time ago. We were at the Laugh Factory, and uh, me and another comic were watching the open mic. It was the Tuesday nights. We were going up in the night, and we were watching the open mic, and we are just like, oh, this guy's got new future. Oh, <laughs> just, just like ripping the guy a new one. It's like, all right, let's get out of here. I can't watch any more of this. So we get up to go. We're like, grab your tape recorder. He's like, that's not mine. I thought that was mine. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, screw it up. Screw it up. That's happened before. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, when I got that message on my recorder, really right, 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 right. Hurt. That hurt a lot. I didn't know it was you until now. By the way, you brought up a good point, and then we'll jump back. But, but what is the worst thing about bringing your wife or girlfriend to a show? 
We we, we have the, these issues oh, all the time. That's a good question. Where, 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 where the, the women in our lives think that they can just come to the show. It's all a big game. We're not working. Yeah. Let's piss off people. Let's complain about this. Let's do this. I think this. that's the number one thing, right? Is yeah. they don't, as much as my wife's fantastic. Denise? Yeah, Denise. But she does not. Even still, but although I, you know how you have a, uh, someone has the upper hand when you first start a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I was really into her and she was into me, but me much more <laughs> to her. I remember the changing point. We were at a comedy club and she just was not treating it like it was a business. Hmm. And she was like, she all of a sudden, she's like, why are my friends have to sit up here? I want them to sit here. And, and I was like, it's a fire code or something. I can't, you're all going to be, you're not going to be talking anyways. The show's going to be on. She's like, yeah, but look. And the manager came by and she grabbed the manager by the arm and she's like, hey, me and my friends. And I fucking grabbed her arm <laughs> and like yanked her. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and that was like the change from that point on for the rest of our relationship. We were kind of like an even keel. Like hmm. she even brings it up. She's like, yeah, I kind of fucked up that night, but just uh, they believe people it. not thinking it's a business you know, or something. Oh, my, I have to say, my wife gets the exception on that because she worked at a comedy club. That's where I met her. Was at the Irvine Improv. Yeah, oh, she was yeah. drunk there. What's her name? Tracy Levine McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see Tracy her. Morgan. Was that Tracy Bingham? Yeah, uh, yeah, Bingham. Yes. yeah, yeah, I remember her. That's right. No, my wife is always. She's always. Good. I, she I gets it, yeah. yeah, I mean, she like she always. I always. First of all, I always make sure she gets a table. I just say, hey, yeah. listen, my wife and her friends are going to be. Can we have this table? Yep. Sure, everybody's cool. She always gets it. She like insists on. I'm like, honey, and I have to go tell them. I'm like, just put it on the comics tab. Don't you know? Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. Or I, if they don't have a comics tab, you know, then I'll pay tab, for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's always good about that. She she never. But I remember the first because. She all when I first started back, she always wanted to come see me, and like I didn't, yeah. I didn't tell anybody I was back for like a year. I was doing all the shitty rooms, <laughs> right? You know, you just to get, get back get, in. I want to make sure I knew I wanted to do this because yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be half-assed. Now that I'm married and everything, she's like, "Oh, I want to come, I want to come." And then finally, I let her come, and I was, you know, I was having good sets, and she's like, "Oh, I want to come." And I took her to this really crappy place on La Brea. <laughs> And I just ate it. Oh, oh did no. I eat it? And I remember coming back, and she's usually with a big smile, and yeah. she's just like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's how you know your woman well, loves yeah. you. Yeah. She still right. loves you after she sees you eat it. She yeah, loves yeah, you, and she's you. honest, though, yeah. yeah. Just couldn't dig my way back out of that hole. It, it's funny, because I work the improv in Vegas all the time at mm-hmm. Harrah's, and so my girlfriend and her sisters were going to be out there for a bachelorette party, so I said, hey... I will set you guys up with some tickets. It'll give you something to do for like an hour and a half. And I said, but let me just say this. And she's like, you don't even have to say it. I was like, what am I going to say? And she's like, you don't want any report back that we were being loud and we were being rude. And I said, yeah, because I'm getting you guys free tickets. And I don't want Carl, the manager, saying like, hey, your girlfriend and her dopey sisters were being obnoxious just because I'm not there to babysit you guys. I mean, they just really believe that it's, you know. Yeah, well, that's a a classic story. We hear it a lot on this show is the the, the jerk who's, in the in the front row is being obnoxious and drunk right. and being an asshole is the other comics <laughs> is the other comics yeah. buddy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. classic <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 2005 you're on the 2005 open mic scene. yeah doing a comedy for uh, a few years out on the road making a living at it and uh, I was actually coming home with a gig from a gig at the uh, Ontario Improv I believe with Gary and uh, had some pain in my side and. Uh, Gary had to take over driving, and by the time he got me home, I was laying over and had to go to the emergency room, and my girlfriend at the time, Denise, uh, took me to the ER, and uh, they thought it was my appendix. When I woke up, there was an oncologist there, Mm -hmm. and they said, uh, we found tumors all over your liver, and we think they're coming from somewhere else, so... Um, after tests came back, yeah, I had cancer in my, my liver and in my intestines and, 
Uh, surgery took care of the intestines, but the worst case scenario on on the tumors on my liver, there's no treatment or cure for them. Mm. So the worst case scenario was uh, was that I might only have five years to live. So obviously, a lot of questions uh, and everything you hear would happen: anger, depression, all that stuff. Why me? Uh, came up, but. After I kind of got through that, one of the big dreams I had was to perform on Letterman someday. And I thought I had plenty of time to make that happen. And all of a sudden, when I realized I might only have five years, I started a project called uh, Dying to Do Letterman. And in the beginning, it was just a, a website that Lee helped me put together. And, uh, <laughs> Old Mac. Uh, yeah. well, well documented in the movie. Yeah, so it's in the movie. So uh, some filmmaker friends of mine heard about the project, and uh, they actually said, hey, we know some people in NBC. Uh, we know Warren Littlefield. Uh, would you be, Would you want to do Leno? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> Letterman has got the guy. Not that I wouldn't want to do right, Leno. Sure, of course sure. I would, but that's not, the, that's not the dream. So, But anyways, they came on board at that time and started documenting everything. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and now we have a film. Uh, seven years later, That's uh, great. called Dying to Do Letterman. So not only am I still here, past the worst case scenario, we've got a film. Uh, it was at uh, film festivals last year, won awards at every film festival it went to. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Lee and Gary are in it as well, and it, it's finally coming out. Uh, it'll be on Netflix uh, probably early next year, but okay. as of December 4th, it'll be uh, on demand and iTunes and Amazon, Dying to Do Letterman. So. Great. What uh, what can you tell us that that you learned doing that and and you don't have to go get all uh, um you know yeah extraterrestrial Extra, what's that yeah. word i'm thinking of existential listen i think i always Ouch. think it's <laughs> i always think it's the the lessons you kind of know already but uh-huh. you you forget i mean first of all perseverance mm-hmm. people saying no over and over and over uh it, just ignoring that people you know taking it's it's sales we're, we're basically when we're not on sure. stage it's sales right so taking a lot of no's and, and learning to get past that and then uh, just the life lesson, of course, that we none of us are here as long as we think we're going to be. And, yeah, uh, we all say we're going to do something someday. Someday's not on the calendar. You really got to get past that quick. I have friends who didn't get diagnosed with cancer when I did, who've passed away in the past seven years. Sure, they're not here. So we, you never know what it's going to be. And uh, you know, listen, you, you got to spend whatever time you got doing what you want. Right. So. And how are you feeling these days? Uh, Feel great. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I had some scans earlier in the year, and those came back not no growth on right. any of the tumors. So it's as good as can be right now. Still no cure, but mm-hmm. uh, no progression either. Oh, so. that's great. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am glad there's been no progression. Yeah, me too. Um, and I just want to say this on a personal note. Uh, when Steve was on last year, earlier this year. Yeah, earlier this year, I guess. Uh, my, my cousin, Christy, who listens out in Oklahoma, is going through chemotherapy. Yeah. And she heard about dying to do Letterman, and she, she listened to the whole thing. And then she was reading a... Uh, I don't know what kind of magazines they have in the cancer ward. Yeah, like probably living, like, with, yeah. living with cancer. <laughs> or cancer Chemo Weekly, <laughs> Playboy, and Pet Fancy. Oddly yeah, enough, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cat Fancy, Chemo Week, Highlights of Cancer. <laughs> and you find done... the tumor in the tree. <laughs> and there was an interview with you in one of those magazines, and she oh, she, cool. she emailed me. She's like, "There was one with Steve. I heard him on your show. I was so excited. It felt like I knew him. It was oh, great." That's awesome. And then Steve was like, "Well, I just let me send her a movie. Let me." Send her the, a copy of the movie and postage due. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you send it to my cousin Christy, who's going through chemo, and she yeah. just loves it. And so, and so, yeah, her and I have uh, emailed back and forth. Oh, a really? Bit. Yeah. So, she, yeah, she she gave me so, so nice, nice review of the film. Oh, and, great. And everything. Yeah. So it was great. And uh, that's but that's one of the great things. I mean, seeing other people who have seen the movie. That's why I'm so excited. We we only showed at film festivals so sure. far, and the, the reaction's been incredible. Um, so Lee and Gary got to both be a part of that when yeah, we were yeah. showing it to crowds and their awesome. reaction. We didn't, none of us knew 
It was just some little project we were doing, you know what I mean, that they were helping with. And it's become this thing that people have been inspired by. And uh, not only people involved with cancer, but not only comedians, mm-hmm. not only people with dreams, but just everyone, everyone's got a dream, I guess, is the thing. So it's it, it, it's been nice to see it go beyond all that stuff. And, oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed that you and my cousin are talking because she hasn't fucking returned oh, my sorry. <laughs> sorry to blow your cover, Christy. No, right. <laughs> she said she's very busy yeah, and sure, to yeah, say yeah. hi. When no. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, guys, <clears throat> this went way too fast. No, it I did. It admit. flew by. Is that an it hour? Did, indeed. Yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah, over an hour. Actually. Wow. That's the end. I'll cut out a lot of Lee stuff, so yeah. I'll bring Good. it down. That's we'll makes it. sense. <laughs> 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 if you cut out like the Gary's name dropping. Yeah. Gary, uh, where can we find you uh, live? Where can we find you on the internet? So so it's GaryCannon.com. And okay. that, that would link to uh, Twitter and Facebook and MySpace. And then, <laughs> uh, but my big shows that I'm very excited about are coming Great. up at the end of December. Awesome. I'm going to be back home. Uh, well, two things. I'm going to be doing Gotham Comedy Club in New York. Awesome. With Jake Johansson. Great the club. 19th through the 22nd. Excellent. And then Fun. I'm going to be headlining my home club back in Michigan, uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. The 27th through the 29th. So awesome. that'll be fun too, yeah. How is Mark Ridley's? I've never been there. Uh, you know what? I've only done short sets there. Okay. It's fun. But yeah, it's a is lot it of fun. fun. Castle's yeah. great drawbridge. Not so The drawbridge, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's another room similar to the Chicago Improv, which you'll see, that they can Big. close off the room and make it smaller. Okay. It, it's uh, It can be cavernous, but they can definitely make <laughs> it smaller. They're actually adding another curtain for Gary's week. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why are you Why are you? <laughs> Gary's always into clubs that <laughs> can if, make if you don't draw. There's a seamstress. They call the cannon. Hey, you guys curtain. mind just coming in the green room and I'll do that? Right. <laughs> they're, what they're going to do is grab one of Steve's t shirts and use that to block <laughs> off some of the room. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lee Levine, who I don't see nearly enough. Oh, yeah. You can check me out at leelevine.com, the very mm-hmm. creatively named. That's my website. You can find everything through there. Uh, and I have on December 13th my uh, annual show at my home club, The Brea Improv. Ha ha Hanukkah. Make sure to come check it out. I didn't know that was yours. It is my show. Oh, okay. For years with Adam Grotman, Dana Eagle, some other very funny people well I'm the venture capitalist for that show I finance that thing over the years executive producers (laughs) yeah yeah I I, I fund that show yearly and never receive anything back (laughs) what's the theme on that show uh, funny Jews. Really? Yes. Good luck. Laughter. <laughs> Good I know luck. in Hollywood, hard to find, hard right, to book right. that show. Uh, by the way, don't say that too loud. I don't know if you saw the neighbors with the cross in the front yard. Oh, no. yeah, out across the <laughs> you street. Clan members next door? No, well, not clan Christian. Same thing. Uh, close. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, Lee, awesome to have you. I'm so glad you made it up here. Pleasure to Thanks And for Steve Maison. Uh, Steve at stevemaison.com. That's my, I don't know why I gave my email if you want to drop me an email. <laughs> but uh, that's Unless my, my website. cousin Christy's flooding <laughs> it. <laughs> got it. So yeah, Christy, you know it. All right. Uh, but stevemaison.com, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, under those names, uh, Friendster. I'm trying to do Gary with a <laughs> <old> reference. <laughs> RedTube. You can see Steve on RedTube. I'll be in uh, Tacoma around uh, Christmas time. Um, and I'm going to Vegas with the, this whole era after that. Okay. So, uh, yeah. To see the movie, though. Uh, 90 Do Letterman. Awesome. Just put it in. You'll be able to find it uh, on the web everywhere. That's so. great. I highly recommend it. It's very good. All three, oh, all thanks. three of these guys like are in it. And I really did. I like it. It's crazy. I, I still bring it to friends. I was just in Atlanta, and I was seeing some friends, and they hadn't seen it, but they've known Steve forever mm-hmm. and I had a copy of it and it was great just watching it with them and seeing oh, their cool. reaction and you know I've seen it so many times and and it's still you know you, there's still all these emotional tug points when you're watching it of even though I've seen it so many times it still affects you by you know what you're watching and right. this and that because you know, I'm always like waiting till the end I was like does he get on I can't remember does it like you know what I mean like, <laughs> even though I know <laughs> so it's great 
All right, awesome. Um, <clears throat> when you're listening to this, um, I will either be saying thank you, Chicago. It was a great week, or suck at Chicago. <laughs> I'm never going back. Draw the curtains all you want. Um, is your website still BruceBruce.com? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I knew it was something with two names. <laughs> he bought it back. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'll be uh, in town all of December. I'll be at the Ice House the 22nd and 23rd, I don't, uh, and just uh, other local gigs. But the Road Stories podcast will be at... The New York Podcast Festival in January. Awesome. So come on. Oh, I, think, I don't know if it's worth an applause, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it could be the back nice. room of a theater. Uh, <laughs> so tickets go for that on sale in December, I think. You can uh, uh, go to the New York Podcast Festival or check out uh, the Facebook page. And like us on the Facebook page while you're there. And um, what else? T-shirts. we got T-shirts in if you're, if you're uh, looking for some holiday gifts. Christmas. Oh, that, that must be in my gift bag. That must be in my gift bag. I didn't see I got my one from last time. I wear it with pride. I'm looking at yeah. Thank you very Murray, much. Murray, I, I forgot to mention that me, Stephen Lee, will be at the uh, Comedy Magic Club next July for the birthday show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the date yet, but we are waiting uh, to find out what Diane Nichols' schedule is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Third July in a row. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, like us on the Facebook page, and if you want, write a review on iTunes. They always help. Um, let's wrap this up. Thank you, guys. Hey, when these guys come to your town, and they will, go out and go see them because they're very fun and I'm very uh, fortunate to have people like this on my show so thank you very much thank guys. you thanks for having us alright thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs>